0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 201 of the Game Explained Real Talk podcast. As always, I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and this week I'm joined by Andre Seegers and John Carwright. Not the full lineup of last week because, well, that took a lot of time and effort to get everybody scheduled just right so we could make it happen. So, yeah, that's why it's special. Actually, got everybody on.
1: But yeah, it's all downhill from here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's a,
0: it's a downhill. It's it's down here until two fifty, and then we're gonna go uphill until until we reach three hundred. You gotta make it, you no, know, right have no. that lull so the three hundred seems that much more important. You can't That's have the highs great without soul the lows. Patrons. <laughs> Come back, back at two fifty
1: for for early access to this downhill slide.
0: <laughs> uh, people love slides.
1: I put in the Mario sixty four music right here. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, how you guys been this past week?
2: Oh, no! Oh, um, you go ahead, Andre. Good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, it's been really hot, man. Uh, it feels like um, heat waves hit lately, and I'm sitting around uh, 36 degrees at the moment Celsius, which I don't know what it is in Fahrenheit, but it's hot. That
0: sounds it hot. It sounds <laughs> hot. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, just because, yeah, you know, I know 100 is oh, boiling, yeah. so it's like that's hmm.
1: 96, 97 degrees in Fahrenheit. Oh so God, that is yeah, that's ridiculous. Don't like it. Yep, it's the worst too, like when you have to, like in my case, I'm, I have to close all my windows when I record. Yeah. And Do you it not, Luckily, it hasn't usually been that hot here, but I still feel it up on the sixth floor, so.
0: Do you guys not have central air?
1: No.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I <don't> just, either. <laughs> I'm just shut in this room with nothing but oh. all surrounding me.
0: Yeah,
1: it's not really a thing in Seattle.
0: Ugh, oh, man, that's that's what i was like in my old uh apartment when i first moved out i had to i and i only had a wall unit that i could put in but it obviously it was too loud otherwise so i had to shut it off anytime i record or stream or whatever so i'd be finishing i'd just be drenched in sweat it was gross <laughs> yeah that sounds
1: gross yeah it is. <laughs> <I get
0: it. laughs> oh goodness that's that sucks we've been dealing with uh Rain down here. Uh, we had that Isaiahs go by. Didn't fortunately just had some heavy downpours. I was uh, up uh, in Pennsylvania for the, for the weekend to get my car inspected uh, and then came down basically the day that Isaiah was going up and it was like, oh, okay, it just passed by, no problem. It was a beautiful day driving down after Isaiah went, went by. Didn't get hit too bad, but it's just been constant rain down here. Like, uh, you know, I I'm help on help uh, Amy. Mow her lawn, but I haven't been able to for the past week and a half because it just constantly rains. Because there's just no chance to do it, and uh-huh. uh, it's it's on the docket. So eventually, if we could get two days in a row where it's actually sunny out and the grass can dry, I can actually mow the dang thing. There you go.
2: <laughs> I um I started playing Mario and Wario on the Super Famicom yesterday. Oh, nice! And it's really good. <laughs> it's, really, uh, it feels like the precursor to Mario versus Donkey Kong in a lot of ways. So it uses the uh, Super Nintendo mouse. And having that sort of speed and accuracy is really fun for a puzzle game like this. And the funny thing is, too, is it's fully localized in English. Like, there's no huh. Japanese text, so I I'm not sure why they didn't bring it to the West.
0: Is it one of those yeah. things that released really close to the N64? So they were just like, ah, why bother? It was,
2: um, it was 93, so, like, not not that close.
0: Huh. I have no idea. Maybe the mouse yeah, didn't I'm sell sure well either. in America?
2: That might be, yeah. I, I guess it's a hard sell to, uh, you know, just sell a Super Nintendo game that works just specifically with the mouse. It's just Mario Pain that really used it in the West, I think.
1: I, I, think so. I could be wrong. I think there were a fair amount of games that had like optional support for the mouse that I didn't even know about, but it is possible those were mostly Japan. But I think like SimCity, for instance, if I am correct, had a mouse option too. Hmm. Um I think there might be a few other games as well, but maybe those were Japanese exclusive, so but yeah, yeah. it is pretty uh it is pretty brazen just to support only the mouse. <laughs> um <laughs> But this was this was kind of in an era too, like before like accessories became as commonplace as they have nowadays, or at least in the previous generation, <laughs> specifically mm-hmm. on the Wii, um, or two generations ago now, I guess. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I,
2: and it's weird going back to this mouse as well because it's one of those ball mouses,
1: Um, so just moving oh it around is so jarring compared to what we. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Did you clean yours out first? Get all the hair out of the the wheels. <laughs> yep.
0: Oh God. I remember those things. And I'd pull it out and clean the ball and. Try not to lose it.
1: <laughs> Do you still have the oh, SNES uh, mouse pad too, John? Yeah, the the big plastic one. Yep. <laughs> the Thank one God. that clacks constantly whenever you put the mouse down on it. Good yeah. times.
0: You know, Andre, I, I'd say there's more accessories today in the yesteryear than today just because I, I just think back to the Game Boy and have all of the accessories for that. And then you have the NES Advantage and the Zapper and just all those other stuff, the Super Scope eventually. I don't know. I... I was there always just a ton of accessories or just has it lightened over the years? <laughs>
1: well, I think maybe maybe my memory is off, but I feel like the the accessories you're commenting on never really had that wide of a that wide of a reach. Like they existed, some people had them, mm-hmm. but I don't think they reached like the level of a penetration that the ones on the Wii did for it, like the Wii era did for instance. True. Where we just had a ridiculous mm-hmm. amount. of of, of stuff. And I don't mean just the Wii. Like, we had Rock Band. We had Guitar Hero. Oh, um, We had point. all these music games. So, you know, and then, and then, of course, on the Wii, too, Nintendo also had, uh, like, the Wii Motion Plus um, and all their plastic crap on the wheel, the the, the, the zapper, um, and then the third-party accessories, too, beyond the ones I just mentioned, so... Oh, God, there's,
0: there's third-party ones where they're like, have a tennis racket on the tip. It blocks yeah. the IR sensor, yeah. so it makes it worse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and there was yeah exactly there was connect uh, on the Xbox, um, v- PSVR even arguably now so yeah.
2: good point the zapper was funny because it didn't really do anything but um, a bunch of Wii games had like a, a compatible with the uh, with the Wii Zapper logo on the box even though it's literally just plastic <laughs> and a lot of games a lot of games it's more cumbersome to use the zapper because it, it makes it makes it hard to press the face buttons because you like reach over to them so anything that's not the trigger is actually pretty cumbersome with the zapper. It,
1: Right, you actually have to access the buttons on top of the zapper itself, with where the Wii Remote is, and yeah, yeah. The the one game that I know used it extremely well, of course, is Link's Crossbow Training, which Mm -hmm. is amazing. And in the cases where it actually did work well, I actually did really enjoy using the gun. I like the gun. I'm a huge wheel fan from Mario Kart Wii. I don't know if I necessarily need them again, but I enjoy them in the moment. So,
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) fair enough. So is the plot of Mario and Wario, John, literally just uh, Wario drops a bucket (laughs) on Mario's head and he has to, you have to guide him to a safety? Yeah, pretty much. So
2: you play as this fairy who you control with the mouse, um, and you're basically just guiding uh, Mario, Peach, or Yoshi, depending on what difficulty you choose. uh, And you're you're just guiding them around using the fairy. And yeah, at the end of each chapter, Wario just like chucks another bucket back onto your head.
0: It's very light. (laughs) The most devious of plans. So what inspired you to pick it up? What were going to say, Andre?
1: What inspired you to pick it up? Oh, I'm
2: um, actually not entirely sure. I saw something <laughs> on Twitter about it, and um, I didn't really research into it. I just thought, like, I've never heard of this game before, yeah. and it looks kind of cool. So I, I guess that post kind of inspired it, but it nice. wasn't really selling me on the game. It's just the fact that I'd never really seen it before.
1: Yeah. I think I mentioned... We talked about this at some point before. Was it last week? But um, It, it might have been, yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing it on just in-store kiosks, like, during the Donkey Kong Country era but I guess yeah it was never released here so they advertised it to some degree but never did anything with it
0: Mm -hmm. Hmm. so odd Mm -hmm. Um, you been up to anything else new Andre this past week
1: (laughs) yeah I went um, I visited my sister a few hours away in eastern Washington she lives in a cabin in the in the mountains and so it's just pre-divorced from society and that was awesome (laughs) it reminded me oh right i hate people so it's nice to get away from them (laughs) and just be among uh you know be among family in the mountains and she has like a hot tub now so it was nice just chilling in that and uh and she also has like this almost golf like it's a Golf cart like thing, but you can go up to forty miles per hour. Dang. And She has that too. <laughs> but she works up there as well, so she uses the golf cart just to get from her house to work, which is not that not that far at all. But it makes it it makes the travel a little bit more fun. Uh, yeah, so that was fun driving that thing around. And uh, I also brought my VR unit over there, the Oculus Quest. And that was a huge hit with everyone to the point that my sister was going to buy one the following day. I'm like, you know what? You can wow. just have mine. I barely even use mine these days. And I might pick up the new one that comes out anyway that's rumored to be coming out relatively soon. So I sold it to her. I shipped it the next day, which I just left it there. Yes, yeah, <laughs> um, But although, oddly, I went to FedEx to ship it. I'm like, this might be a little expensive. I had the whole thing boxed up. And they're like, okay, so we have two options for you. Uh, you can either pay thirty bucks to get it there by Tuesday, or you can pay fifteen bucks to get it there tomorrow. I'm like, what? Is there a cost to this? <laughs> like, why would I pay the half price to get it there multiple days sooner? Yeah, it made zero sense to me. So yeah, that's a thing. Um, and now she's already. Uh, I got a message. It arrived yesterday, and I got messaged by one of my friends on uh, on Google Hangouts, who's like. Dude, I can't believe you just beat my score in Beat Saber. I'm like, oh, my sister must be playing that game a ton now because I—that <laughs> wasn't me. So, oh my god, yeah. uh, I
0: think you're just on a quest to get your entire family in games quest. now, Andre. Like it, it took seems it, that way. It, it's your yeah, it's your goal in it. life.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, it, yeah, I, I converted. Like, I turned her entire family of like herself, her four kids, and uh, and her boyfriend as well into, con- into like VR converts now. Yeah. Con-V-Arts. Con oh ar- my anyways. god. <laughs> but yeah, so you're welcome, Oculus, and by extension, Facebook, who sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I'm not sure if this was because of you know, Andre, but I saw this post on Twitter earlier saying, like, who is the Sony mascot, and one of the first characters Astrobot. I thought of was Astrobot.
1: Yeah, 100
2: like, he's, he's just this cute little adorable thing that I think you can really, um, env- um, uh, I guess... Place as a Sony character, whereas like like uh, we look at Kratos or Spider Man or or um any of the, or, or like uh, Nathan Drake, they they're, they're they're characters. They're not
0: mascots though.
2: What about it's uh, Slashboy, Ratchet though? and Clank and Astro?
0: I was going to say I I want to represent some Ratchet and Clank in there <laughs> because it's a huge uh, fan no, of that series.
1: <laughs> I, I I get that, but I don't think it has a wide street. The for whatever reason, I feel like Astro Bot has more appeal. To or it reaches a broader spectrum. I'm probably off base. Yeah, it has a broader say no. spectrum. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, as, 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 in terms of a mascot, I feel like it does. Though Ratchet and Clank just doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't quite land for me.
0: I mean, it doesn't yeah. land for you, but it's had like 14 games, an attempt at a movie, and AstroBot's stuck on VR. They're, 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 specifically they're specifically making at a movie. non-VR. Actually, game it's not stuck, it's it's not stuck in
1: VR anymore. The new one's not VR exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. So. So take that, Derek.
0: <laughs> no that's my point against them is like they like we put them on vr it's like oh crap people actually like it we need to get them off vr
1: <laughs> i feel like i mean i guess my issue is like ratchet and Clank always feels like it's been a little uh, probably hasn't what, what's the sales figures been
0: i've never actually looked at the sales figures i, I, I think they're consistently okay yeah no, that's okay so that's amazing,
1: that was, that's what i thought it feels like it's kind of like just been inherently niche and yeah astrobot has been too given it's on the vr platform um but I feel like this it's had a, a reach broader than its VR exclusivity, exclusivity would suggest. And it feels like there's just like this uh, groundswell of support for um Astrobot that I just never felt for so, Ratchet and like, Clank. Or at least not haven't in the last few years, certainly. So, so, I don't know. That's just, my, that's just my impression. So,
0: Let me see here. Um, Astro adorable. Overall? <laughs> figures, I, I looked at the figures because I'm curious. In terms of franchises, uh, Ratchet and Clank is above God of War and uh, just behind Uncharted. At, well, at,
1: it's fourteen games versus and twenty what, and twenty-six five? million.
0: I don't know. God of War's had quite a bit. It's had it's two. It's had its uh, little spin-offs. Three, two, five, six, seven.
1: You know, like seven, or eight Animal games. Animal Crossing: New Horizons is almost entirely outsold Ratchet and Clank's entire. Serious history in one game.
2: (laughs) I saw a funny headline where New Horizons has outsold the entirety of the Metroid franchise in four months. (laughs) It's outsold
1: the entirety of most franchises.
0: (laughs) That's kind of depressing, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Yep. Uh, The problem with Ratchet & Clank is it's two mascots, and that just doesn't work. So, Astro
0: Bot wins by default. Oh, I see. (laughs) I see. (laughs) Uh, The best-selling Ratchet & Clank was... um, I think the PS4 won it at, at $3.7 uh, so. Mm.
2: so It's a good performer. It's basically their Kirby. Mm.
0: <laughs> Consistently
2: yeah. does well, never does
1: like groundbreaking, though. Good way of looking at it.
0: It's their number three, so that's something.
1: Yeah. But what about Sackboy? We kind of like, glossed over Sackboy, who I feel oh, like... Oh, yeah,
0: Sackboy does have... ...fills
1: f- in that same spot. In the PS3 era, he definitely
2: was. It, it yeah. feels like he's kind of died down a bit now, but yeah, maybe a, re- a research with uh, was it
1: Sackboy's Big
2: Adventure,
0: the next one? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. Maybe. I mean, I enjoyed the I first one. I think part of the reason why, why
1: feels more befitting for me too is it's a platformer. It's like a platformer through and through. Ratchet and Clank is more of a shooter than anything, and I don't know. I just I'm old school like that. I'm like you know like Crash was the previous. Uh, Sony mascot, right? Essentially, mm. and also a platformer. So,
0: yeah, it's it, it's funny because the 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 big three platformers on PS2 were a platformer, but also something else. Like Jack and Dexter started as pure platformer, but then it was like GTA plus platformer. Yeah. <laughs> then Ratchet and Clank That's was so shooter weird. plus platformer, and then uh, Sly Cooper is stealth game plus platformer. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah,
2: Sony's platform is always sh- um platform. Sony's mascot is always shifting. They never really have just one no, solidified franchise. Um, I kind of commend that. I, I like how they're always shifting up their IPs most generations.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I guess maybe that's another point in the Astrobots favor. Then you know, it's yeah, it's the next shift for them for the present mascot. So well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I yeah, can who see knows that will be next.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, Crash Bandicoot for uh. PS One, I'm gonna say Ratchet over the Jack and Daxter and uh, and Sly for PS Two. Yeah. Um, really it was, cool. was, really it was really was Kratos for PS Two. Let's be honest. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, we'll just, for we'll PS3. say
2: Astro about PS Four. <laughs> yeah. Why not?
0: Anyway, <laughs> we'd be up to anything else. We're actually a little short one time because Andre has an appointment. To keep,
1: yeah, that was so. quite a detour. <laughs> yeah. Not so, a great deal more for me.
0: Yeah. It's. it's Another week. (laughs) Yeah, in
1: summary, I hate people, and getting away was nice.
0: Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. All right, for our news topics this week, we have, uh, I guess, Rocksteady finally talking about their new game. Uh, Not yet. There's just a tease so far on Twitter uh, where it's a new suicide game that's going to have much more revealed on August 22nd. Uh, It seems to be all about taking out the Justice League, which, you know, I'm not... Sure on this, I'm not totally aware of the Suicide Squad, but I do really like Rocksteady. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Do you think this would be in the same universe as the Arkham games?
0: I mean, there was that hint at Suicide Squad in the Arkham games, so I think probably.
2: So we're probably dealing with um, Harley Quinn from Arkham Asylum City and and Night, which, you know, she's one of the most popular characters in those games. Um, I have a lot of hope for this. Actually, I, I, I'm looking at Avengers. I get bored just seeing gameplay of that game. Looking at the menus gets me bored. So this, this is kind of coming at the at just the right time. Like it's just at the height of Avengers is uh, pre-launch um, media blowout, and then just to announce this, like this has a good chance of really undermining that game.
0: It really is a DC versus Marvel thing, and I, you know, I like Crystal Dynamics, but I think Rocksteady has a more consistent. Um, uh, pedigree at this point granted it's only yeah. three games and arkham knight was well, okay it was it was definitely i'd say probably the weakest of the trilogy
2: mm-hmm. yeah i mean rocksteady have a history in making superhero games So whereas crystal Dynam- dynamics they did uh tomb raider for the longest time and like yeah i don't doubt their their comp- uh, comp- competency as a studio but yeah they haven't really showed that they that they can do this kind of game yet whereas rocksteady definitely have
0: mm-hmm. and it is striking just to have that twitter um Image they had, where like if the target is on Superman, and imagining like, you know, if you there's, there's something kind of cool about. All right, you're a group of villains trying to take down Superman. Good luck. I mean, that, you want the true ultimate super boss? There it is. Hmm. Um. So
2: they've announced that they're, they're going to showcase this game. I I believe uh, at the end of August. I think it was like August
0: 22nd or something like yes. that. Yes.
2: Hmm. Uh. Do you think they're going to show gameplay, or is it just going to be a CG trailer?
0: I hope it's gameplay. I'm
2: pretty sure the Arkham series has a history with just doing CG trailers to reveal their games, so I'm not that I uh, um I'm not, I'm not that hopeful that they're going to show gameplay.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh.
1: It's a common. It's a modern game, right? Then yeah, it'll be CG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's exclusive to go. Sony
0: or going to be shown on Sony first and be like, okay, here's gameplay. <laughs> Do you
2: think s- Sony is going to get an exclusive character for this game? Like, Batman's exclusively in the PS4 version. Oh, God.
0: (laughs) That'd be awful. (laughs) I guess let's go ahead and jump into that other topic, because, yeah, people, uh, speaking of Marvel's Avengers and uh, Sony and all that, uh, they announced that Spider-Man was being exclusive to the Avengers game, uh, and people are not happy. Uh, Mainly, I think even people that have PlayStations are not happy about this, because To me, it it indicates that, well, Spider-Man has no role in this.
2: It feels like an exploitation as well. Uh, Sony don't own Spider-Man. They uh, they have Spider-Man PS4, the 2018 game, which they absolutely own the rights to. Uh, And they they own the movie rights. But the actual Spider-Man video game license is just licensed out by Marvel. Anyone can have Spider-Man. We've we've seen him in Ultimate Alliance 3 on the Switch. We saw him in in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite on Xbox One. Uh, like, Spider-Man can go anywhere. Sony have no ownership over him outside of movies. And it feels like they, they want people to see him as a Sony character, mm-hmm. um, which I have a big problem with. I feel like this is just such a scummy move.
0: Yeah, it it feels scummy. It feels like anti-cons- anti-consumer in a major way because, as you said on your Twitter, John, this is one of the most popular characters on the planet.
2: Mm, yeah, I think he's literally up there in like the top three, maybe the most popular character ever. And that this is a superhero game. You can't just take the most the most um, popular superhero, and make him exclusive to your platform, and you don't even own him. Uh, it, it, it feels like they're just throwing money around to make sure this is the the definitive version, um, and it's going to make everyone else's experience on other platforms lesser because of it. And he's, he's not mandatory to the story, of course. But this is this is a games as a service game. It's not just about the story. You are going to go back and play as Spider Man, and whereas other platforms just can't. Um, I'm actually interested to see what Andre thinks. I know you're not a big superhero fan, but what do you think about Spider-Man being exclusive to one version?
1: I'm not sure, because on the one hand, yeah, it obviously sucks, but on the other hand, is it any worse had this just been an exclusive game to Sony's platform? I feel like it would actually be raising less ire were that the case. Um, True. Because we've already seen that countless times. So I don't know how upset I should be by this, considering it's something that already exists and it could be argued, hey, at least Microsoft gets a game, period, as opposed to not. Um would you rather some gameplay or most of the gameplay rather than none? Hmm. I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean I guess I mean I guess exclusives suck period, but we've just become uh. so used to it that something that strays slightly from that stands out, even though it's yeah, it's weird, right? <laughs> mm.
2: Because I, I, mean, I would rather the game be on every platform, even if one is lesser. But at the same time, it is considerably lesser. It's missing the the most prominent character, in in comic books or in superheroes. Uh, and to me, like even they're being sold at the same price. They 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 have the same content and everything, but one is just considerably more um, more worthy because they threw money at it. Uh, and we see this all the time. Like we, we're always seeing uh, platform holders getting exclusive content, but this feels like something more. Like this is more than just an exclusive level or uh, exclusive skins. Um, this is uh, an entire gameplay approach, which they've just money-hatted.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's not like the only thing that they're getting exclusively. Like They're, they're getting uh, other stuff that are much more... Um minor you know they have 30 days exclusive access to a legendary outfit a moat take epic takedown and nameplate um for each of the characters uh and they have just you know ps plus members will apparently receive a free bundle that contains a rare a rare outfit as well um so like sony seems to be going much more all into this to get those exclusives or at least get stuff early uh for this and but spider-man is just the biggest deal about this because well it's a whole freaking character
2: Mm. And I've seen this compared to like Soul Calibur Two. Uh, I don't think that's a good comparison because in that case, every version of the game had their own exclusive character. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not like one's being fav- favored over the other. They're literally just um, trying to give each one their own value. Um, which I guess you can you can argue that you'd rather have one game as a whole. But I, I wouldn't say any one version of that game is definitively better than another. And uh, I've also seen Starlink as well, which I think that's a better comparison. Starlink on Switch is a more complete game than other platforms because of the Star Fox content. But Nintendo owns Star Fox, like you wouldn't you wouldn't see Star Fox on any any other platform, whereas you would usually see Spider Man.
1: Uh, should that really factor in though? That doesn't that doesn't address the base problem of the fact that one version is inherently better than another in terms of content, at least. So I'm not sure how much we should even. Con- I mean, I don't know how much those rights really into mattering. Yeah, and it just feels like a way to justify like one's anger at one project versus another.
2: Yeah, I think it's just the context of the character in this case. Yeah, mm. uh, Sp- Spider-Man's just this hu- he's a huge icon and Sony don't own him.
1: I mean, the best way, yeah, and the best way to fight this then is don't buy the game. Period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Show that you I mean, I'm, I'm
2: probably not going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Show that you don't like that being split up, although I suspect that most people probably end up buying it on PS4 or PS5, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, don't uh, or whatever platform it's on. It I, I think it's going to have
0: a PS5 version as well, so it's all. Yeah. It's, it's the general, yeah, you know, the usual generation gap thing. Right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, or f- don't buy the Xbox version if you don't want to support support that. But otherwise, you know, I don't know. It's business. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's hard. It's it's like yeah, we've seen this before. It sucks but at the same time, I don't think it's that big of a difference beyond people being big Spider-Man
0: fans. Yeah, true enough. Well, speaking of business, uh, Animal, uh, Nintendo released the uh, financials, and uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons uh, sold pretty well. <laughs> it is already the second best-selling Switch game uh, behind Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and the second best-selling game in Japan of all time. Uh, I think... Across the world, is sitting at uh, 22.40 million units. Uh, that has That's above uh, Smash Ultimate, which has pushed uh, 19.99 million units. And it's trying to catch up to Mario Kart, which is at 26.74 million units. So, yeah, mm. that's uh,
2: and insane. Those numbers are as of June, and the game came out in March. So yeah. that's basically three or four months' worth of sales, and it's going to be even higher now as you're saying, Derek, it's the second-highest-selling game ever in Japan, uh, just behind Pokemon Red and Blue. Like, that's nuts. Like, mm. In four months, it's one of the the, the very best-selling games of all time in that country.
1: Um, and it's, yeah, it's going to it. surpass it, too. Oh, easily. Think, it's, it's going to, yeah. It. yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Wild world, even.
0: <laughs> no new horizons. <laughs>
2: I yeah. mean, the hol- holidays can going to be big for this game, too. Like, kids... Uh, a, a lot of us um, bought uh, Animal Crossing during quarantine. A lot of children wouldn't have, though. Uh, so, them getting their Switches for Christmas and getting Animal Crossing, that's going to be a big boost.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, like, I mean, as you just kind of touched on, I think this was a perfect storm for Nintendo, as we've we and everyone said countless times, where they're coming out at the very start of the quarantine um, on a extremely hot platform. And, yeah, things really worked out in their favor. I think, had the game not been delayed from last year... It wouldn't. Have, it would have still have sold well. I don't think it would have turned into the phenomenon that it has. No, no. It, no it's, it's that Kirk word Storm. of mouth. Yep.
2: Yeah, I, I have a friend who who never plays games, not since the Wii, that I can recall. And he and his fiance just got a Switch Lite with Animal Crossing: New Horizons and New Super Mario Brothers: U Deluxe. So I guess he's part of the problem. <laughs> but um, they got those two games, and yeah, they haven't played games in years and years. But it just shows how strong this this social phenomenon is for Animal Crossing.
1: Yeah, my yeah, my mom loves the game. She's never played games. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: that's. Yeah, and it's insane. It really is crazy to see this because I think in Japan they also announced that it broke the 30-year record of Super Mario Brothers, as in the uh, best-selling game on a single SKU. So it mm. sold more, more units on the Switch than uh, in Japan than more Super Mar- the original Super Mario Brothers. Wow.
2: Do we yeah. know if that includes bundle sales, or is that literally just single? It, d- it uh, doesn't copies clarify. Of Mario. It
0: doesn't clarify, so I'm not sure on that one. Mm. And it is only Japan. I'm not sure if it beats that in overall units. Probably not. Uh, it's just world, world, worldwide. Just because uh, feels like it'd be a lot higher than 22. <laughs> so,
2: do you think it's? Do you think it has a chance of overtaking Mario Kart? Maybe not permanently, but for for a few months, do you think it can beat Mario Kart 8 Deluxe?
0: Not. To, I mean, not to make a pun, but I think it's going to be neck and neck. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: What's Mario Kart at again? Uh, Mario Kart is 26, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No question. I think Animal Crossing absolutely overtakes it.
0: Mm-hmm. I've just seen less talk about Animal Crossing as time has gone on. So I, I, well, I wonder if it's the most front-loaded at this point. That
1: matters literally nothing to the more casual gamer that is targeting. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think this game is going to blow past Mario Kart.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, also, just as an aside, really impressive showing by Xenoblade Chronicles and Clubhouse Games because... Uh, Xenoblade released in May and by June it hit 1.32 million units and Clubhouse released in June and sold 1.03 mi- million units so
2: yeah that that makes uh, this the best selling version of Xenoblade Chronicles 1
0: which is awesome it's a good yeah. game yeah
2: <laughs> I don't think most remasters usually outsell the original like, some games do but for the most part a, a re-release is usually lower Um, but I, I guess Switch has defied that a lot of times now yeah <laughs>
0: I mean, when you're comparing it to the Wii U, this is being compared to the Wii, but it's also, like, it was very much, it was much more niche uh, when it first released.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, Pikmin 3 Deluxe will absolutely outsell the Wii U version. Yeah.
0: Speaking of that, Pikmin 3 Deluxe was announced, and, you know, we've already talked about that, so there's not too much more to say, but the original Pikmin 3 has already been delisted on the Wii U.
1: See, now that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. That is like That's like You think Spider-Man's slimy? No This is the slimiest thing You can do mm-hmm. This is so crappy That you You raise potential interests For Pikmin 3 And Basically And make it Extremely difficult now To find Or much more difficult To find an original copy If you have a Wii U Now the thing And what makes it even slimier Is how many sales Is Nintendo really Losing out On people buying the Wii U version I can't even imagine that many people Affected by it Yeah But for those that are That sucks That really sucks um, yeah. it, I I don't know how, how accessible it is to find Pikmin Three these days. I I on the one hand I think it wouldn't be that hard because how people are really holding on to it. But on the other hand, it was on a platform that didn't sell that well, and whenever I go into used game stores, there aren't necessarily a ton of Wii, Wii U games there. Period. So, but regardless regardless of how easy it is to find the physical copy now, this yeah that's a super slimy move, and it's not the first time Nintendo's done it. They did with Tropical Freeze as well, mm-hmm. and it was just as so slimy then.
2: Yeah, there's no two ways about this and it's a it's a Nintendo Selects title too so it would have been like $20 yeah so if you just wanted the budget cheap Pikmin 3 experience you don't care about all the new content and like maybe maybe you're buzzing off the announcement of this and you want to try it out you can't unless you go for a physical version but it's just them trying to get the most out of their new $60 version yeah right um, yeah it's scummy
0: Nintendo always likes to keep their value around $60 like they you barely ever see a lot of their games drop in price so this is just a perfect excuse like well Let's get rid of that $20 version, get everybody to do the $60 version. And let's be honest, there's no way Pikmin 3 Deluxe is not going to be $60. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I,
2: don't
0: have a, I, don't, I have no problem
2: with the price. I think $60 is fine um, for... Th- I mean, it, it's definitely a lot more higher value than most Wii U ports. Um, but still, just taking away the option to get it on Wii U at all, that sucks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it it, it really sucks. I mean, because they've, they've removed the option to buy it... Digitally at all and that's my preferred way of playing games. I don't like dealing with discs these days So it sucks that for me for instance if I wanted to buy it I'd have to go get the the disc version and yeah good luck finding one of those local if not online Um Yeah, so this is just a really uh Scummy move by Nintendo like it it it's just disappointing like especially I mean, I feel like when you have like a digital shop like you should try your best to preserve as much of it as possible for as long as possible, make everything accessible you, that you can on it, and it just shows, like, a, I mean, it just it just reflects poorly on Nintendo and their, and how they handle the digital ecosystems, like, is this going to happen on Switch 2 in the future, or on the Switch as well in the future whenever its mm. successor comes out? Yeah, yeah. I,
2: I... and there's still going to be value to the Wii U version, like, like I don't, we don't know how the control scheme's going to be on Switch yet, but there's a high chance that the Wii Remote nunchuck is just going to be a far, a far more versatile uh, control scheme, and for that reason alone, there's still reason to go back to the the, the original one.
1: That's um, actually a great point. Yeah, preservation. Yeah, preservation alone, because the game itself will be will be still unique. Like the the Switch version can't be a definitive version because it won't support everything the Wii U version did. Um, yeah. including the gamepad support where you were able to use a gamepad in conjunction with the TV, which obviously will be missing in the in the switch version.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty much in the title because uh, I wasn't Xenoblade referred to as the definitive edition, not Deluxe. So <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, I think even Nintendo knows it's not definitive because it doesn't have all the features. And did they do they do this to new Super Mario Brothers U? Like they didn't do less I don't that. think so. I think I think it's just tropical freeze. Yeah. So
1: it's it's so yeah. It's so weird how they're being so picky and choosy, over, <laughs> you know, picking and choosing which ones it is. I don't get it. Yeah.
0: I th- th- think this brings more fuel to the fire with so many people like you know, consider Nintendo anti game preservation, which arguably they are, and justify themselves well doing the whole massive leak that happened or um, whatever else they do, like the whole uh, ROM scene and whatnot. It's just. Nintendo doesn't present themselves well when it comes to game pres- preservation.
1: Yeah, no. I didn't make that connection. You're right. <laughs> the timing of this is uh, less than ideal. Mm. Not that it would ever be ideal. But. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just less than uh, the less than ideal. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, the last bit of news we have this week is uh, another surprise out of nowhere where uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate got an update that added a new small Battlefield stage uh, okay.
1: Thank God. You know, I've I've been saying time and time again that ba- I cannot stand Battlefield and that third pesky platform on top. I don't know how people have been dealing with it all these years, all these decades. That, that <laughs> stage has historically been a disaster, and I'm glad Nintendo finally got around to addressing it with Small <laughs> Battlefield.
2: It's I thought this was a joke. I woke I up did in the too. morning and just saw this all over Twitter. I didn't think it was real.
1: <laughs> you did you not check GameExplained.com?
2: That's when, that's when it verified it was real. I was like, whoa, we covered this. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> it's really cool that this got added in, but I think it also raises a lot of expectation amongst fans because they just, uh, you know, it's like, I've already seen the discussions, like, what other old stages could all of a sudden be added in for free? That'd be cool. And I I think mm. people have to lower their exp- expectations a bit. It's literally just shrinking it a bit and taking away a platform. That is, can't, can't be much effort compared to uprezzing like Mario Kart from uh, 3DS.
1: Did it even yeah. shrink? I thought they just removed the third platform. I don't even know. I yeah. have not, I've not
0: checked it out, so I'm it. not sure.
2: Am I yeah. a bad guy to be disappointed that not every stage got like, a, a small battlefield alternative? Because we've got, we got regular <laughs> yeah. battle- battlefield, we've got the final destination one. I want mini battlefield for everything now.
1: Yeah. They could just scale it down, man. right? You, you have to modify <laughs> it just scale, or scale the character. Like well, You know what? I guess you could kind of mimic it, John, just by making all the characters big permanently yeah <laughs> there you go perfect <laughs> yeah i mean this i mean this was like a fun little borderline pointless surprise for some people i imagine there's an audience this will cater to probably more the more hardcore demographic this is something i've never heard about i don't know if there was a demand for this um but hey you know it's another stage so that's cool is- and did they add the uh, the random battlefield selector with this too they did yeah yeah okay I, th- I saw that I wasn't sure if that was new or not I'm like oh that's interesting um, and yeah. then they also added the ability to add any custom sound or any custom music you want to those uh, to those stages which is nice yeah, yeah that's Battle- really awesome
0: so the battlefields and the final destination and final destination so mm-hmm. that's
2: I wish Green Hill had the um, small battlefield platforms um, because in Sonic 1 the very first oh, you yeah. fight is Eggman with that giant ball and to have that with just the platforms directly how they are in Sonic 1 would work so well
0: Hmm. Is the small? Mm. I'm trying to remember. Is the small battlefield layout the same as like how you fight uh, Metal Mario in the, Smash Sixty
1: Four? No, um, They had a single platform that was awesome. Yeah, right. Oh, I see, I see. And it was like angled at the point. I think.
0: Okay, I, I wasn't sure. I was like, yeah. "Oh, is that like deep cut I reference?
1: Was, yeah, I know. I want that stage to come back. I've been hope. I've been hoping for it forever. Where, where is Sorry.
0: it? I, I know Derek was just
2: saying don't expect more stages, but I want them. I know, I do too. <laughs> there aren't just, that many more left.
1: I just want them to truly make it the ultimate stage select. We're still missing only a handful of stages. It's not, come on. Like, I can't imagine that their budget ran out at the final, like, what, 5% of stages? Really? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I see excuses a lot for for a lot of them, like um, the, tropical, uh, the return stage from DKC. Some people say it wouldn't play well with uh, stage morph. Maybe it wouldn't. Just disable it, though. Like yeah. they often d- disable features, like assist trophies are disabled depending on the stage so like if stage morph is selected, just don't have it come up there.
1: Yeah, God, that's a word that was like one of the most unique stages too, it's the only one to that dual layer uh, gameplay mechanic and it yeah, it sucks that they pull it out, so once again, Smash Brothers Ultimate can't be the definitive smash without that <laughs> tropical, f- or without the DKC stage of course,
0: that just, yeah, yeah that's just the way the way it works uh, <laughs> um uh, Didn't this also shift how the level layout, like, level select was as well? Uh, Because it was, like, pure all the way down, and people were wondering if there was going to be, like, a page two uh, for the future Mm -hmm. DLC, and that's now not a thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, so they shifted. uh, Because there's now a a random select for Battlefield, there is uh, more icons on there now. And I think it should finish after all the DLC characters. Okay. As in, it'd be a complete square, I think.
1: Well, there goes our hopes. Our hopes have been dashed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we just need enough new st- – of the returning stages so it makes another line. That's all.
1: To be fair, I always did hate when when the stages got pushed to a second screen. They always just felt secondary to me yeah. and they were easy to forget about, so.
0: Same mm. here. Uh, real quick, uh, John, how do you feel about the uh, apparently easing up on um, Elite Smash – Oh, that's
2: good. I haven't actually played online since the update, but that's a really good thing. Elite Smash is such a broken system. I'm not sure how they've changed it. I, I, I have heard they've made it easier. Maybe they've just lowered um, the threshold for getting in, or maybe they've lowered the amount of points you lose, but it just, yeah, the way yeah, it used to work it it just is says the higher you got, the more points you would lose, which sucked.
0: Mm-hmm. So, good thing...
1: Yeah, in fact, the online's supposed to be improved in general, but I haven't heard many impressions from it, so I'm guessing it hasn't been that improved. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Oh well well, should we move on to our Patreon topics? Sure. sure. And Andre, why don't you go first since uh uh you might you know, we don't know how long you have left.
1: Sure, you forgot the little spiel though. Oh yeah, right.
0: that's fine. I'm <laughs> rushing because you, I don't have I don't want to lose you.
1: Alright, no worries, I'll just go. You can uh, support us on Patreon too. To, to ask us questions. Alright, so I've got a bit of a doozy for uh, for y'all. This one comes to us by way of uh, Andrew Chung, who uh, is a longtime supporter, by the way, so he didn't support just to troll us here, <laughs> who says, So I wanted to get this off my chest over the years, and now is the time to do it. My topic is this. How do you guys handle any people you follow, but they dislike and talk down to something you like? The reason I asked you this is because I was baffled yesterday on state of play where Ash hates Crash Bandicoot and yet he's interested in Crash 4. I listened to every podcast in <laughs> discussion, and I had to cringe every time Andre and John talked on something talked down to something I grew up with. I still remember E3 2016 and Crash was in Skylanders. Andre straight up said, let's be real, if you go back to those games, they don't hold up very well. Uh, Andre, you never played any Crash games, and you said to yourself, shut the hell up. <laughs> and then weeks later, after that, during the topics in real talk, uh, Ash, you start raising your voice and said, See, that's why I'm not a Crash fan. They don't hold up. And then John, you start making a horrible under the super scope on how bad the Crash series was. I bet Andre I just and Ash- Lon. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Andre and Ash paid you extra to bash on it hard. I had to cringe my way watching and listening to you almost to 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 them almost like how Sonic fans dealt with IGN on them saying Sonic has never been good, and every day if so- and and every day of Banjo Kazooie returns, I pray that they will be owned by Activision and become Skylanders, just to make them feel how I felt that E3 I felt after that E3 2016. I know this is kind of an inappropriate topic, but I really want this off my chest. Over the years, Ash, even if he, Ash, even if we enjoy the same games we like, I ninety percent disagree on everything you say. Uh, you say on something I enjoy, especially on Crash, you classic platformer dropout. Sorry, not sorry. Wow, so that's a lot to take in. Um, so I get your frustration. Like I, I get that it kind of sucks to have something you really enjoy and feel passionate about, like kind of be shat on by. By others, you know, who don't have the same joy or history with the series as you do, um, yeah. So to, to address a few of your points, I mean, you're right that I haven't I haven't played all the Crash games. Um, I have I had I have played some of them though. It's not like I, I'm just <laughs> crapping on them for no reason at all. And I do want to clarify that when I say they don't hold up, I don't necessarily I don't necessarily mean that completely disrespect- disrespectfully. Because I remember the game being extremely impressive when it came out. Um, I remember playing and thinking, hey, this is actually pretty cool. And there's plenty of games that I, enjoy, that I enjoyed back in the day that I also think don't hold up that well. So I don't, when I say that, it isn't necessarily like categorically crapping on it. It's just more like, hey, this is a game that may have used to be, may have used to been really something special, but because of how games evolve, they no longer are. And I realize my own biases affect both how I perceive games that have and maybe haven't aged as well. Um, You know, for instance, I think Mario 64 still holds up. I'm sure plenty of others would disagree with me Um, But yeah, so I think so in my case for Crash Bandicoot specifically um, I'm sure it was fine at one time. I remember enjoying it when I played it whenever I did uh, when it came out Uh, But yeah, it's a game that I think largely hasn't held up but I think Crash 4 seems to be taking that ideal and like Making it in a more modern format, but your to your specific question of how do you handle any people that you follow? But they dislike and talk down to something you'd like. I mean, I just put up with it. Oh, I'll, <laughs> I'll either reply to them on Twitter or I just won't say anything at all um, and beyond that. I don't have much of a reaction, you know Like I, I there's not much more else I do. It's like yeah, if they don't like something. I dislike. You know, if, if it really bugged me, I would have followed Derek long ago on Twitter.
0: <laughs> hey, I, my my a link between worlds is better than link to the past. I think is almost reaching three thousand likes. So clearly, I'm I'm onto something.
1: <laughs> three thousand likes, Derek is a, a drop in the bucket to the Twitter demographic. It could be reaching. <laughs> um, I'm sure I could gather far more link to the past fans if I wanted to. <laughs> but that that, that like speaks to my point, though. The fact that we can have these disagreements and it doesn't really matter. Um, so I understand, again, that you, like, you are a big Crash fan, and that, um, you know, that, you you know, it sucks that you don't have that representation here on Game Explained, seemingly, but, you know, at the same time, we have disagreements among our own staff, and, you know, we don't always see eye-to-eye ourselves, but it's just something you kind of have to live with. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Derek is a Crash fan as well.
2: Um, I, I like Crash. I mean, I like Crash 2 and 3. I just, I, the first one, I think, is flawed in a lot of ways. And I think, I think I addressed that in the video. Maybe I didn't um, address how much I like the rest of the series, but I don't hate Crash in its entirety. Um, but I do, I, I, I can understand this. Like, I, I often um, complain about Halo 4 and 5, and there are some Halo 5 fans out there. And, they are, and because they play the game a lot, like, they play it daily. That's their go-to multiplayer game. So when I bash it, they don't quite understand what I mean. And I think that's just because, to me, it did a lot of what I didn't want Halo to do. So maybe, in its own respect, it has pros, but they're not the pros that I see... Um, well, it, it, it's a bit of both. Like, they're not the pros that I want from Halo, and also I don't really like them, <laughs> just taken as they are. Um, but I understand people like different things, and when I see that myself on Twitter, if someone's saying like... Um, now, for example, I like Sonic Adventure. I think it's a flawed game, but I think the core gameplay is still fun. Uh, and people bash that game all the time. I just... I just kinda ignore it. <laughs> think, yeah. You like what you like, not everyone's gonna feel the same. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean,
1: no one likes Star Wars FX but me. and I'm fine with that. Uh (laughs) I I mean, you're talking (laughs) to the guy
0: who loves the Kingdom Hearts series. People, that's a go-to bashing game. (laughs) Almost more so than, almost as much as Sonic, I'd say. Just, you know, you always see see those people, uh, even from Andre, plot makes no sense, I don't get it, don't get it, it's just darkness, darkness, darkness. And, yeah, you just sort of shrug your shoulders, laugh it off, because, hey, I still like it, and I can recognize its faults, and, you know, like like with John, the first Crash Bandicoot game is not great in retrospect uh, in how a lot of it is handled. And thankfully, we have the Unseen Trilogy making Cl- Crash 1 much more playable, much more enjoyable. And 2 and 3 are classics, in my opinion. They are fantastic games and a big... And I've not played beyond crash team racing any crash game beyond team racing uh so nothing made by naughty dog and i'm very interested in crash 4 i probably going to be the one insisting on being the one to review that
2: <laughs> that makes no sense i think yeah but yeah crash 4 does look really good i think we've all pretty much praised that game
1: mm-hmm. yeah i think it looks really exciting so i think that speaks more to that we don't hate crash bandicoot specifically and i wouldn't say we even hate it at all um for any of us, but it just, yeah, we, we do speak from, like, a perspective of looking back at a game that was made at the dawn of the 3D era, and it's like, yeah, you know, what they did then may have worked for its time, but those decisions don't necessarily hold up, so it's cool to see Crash Bandicoot 4, which is taking the same basic ideas, but making it work seemingly better you know in a modern-place environment, um, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm excited for it, you know, so, like, I mean, for comparison, like, I, I think a lot of the some of my favorite franchises. When you go back to their how they began, I don't think they, had, they hold up that well either. I don't think Super Mario Brothers is especially great these days. I don't think the Legend of Zelda is particularly fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't hate it, but I don't think it's a game I'd go back to over, say, A Link to the Past or any other or any of the other modern incarnations. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I still think they are, even though I still think they they have an interesting. I, I mean, I I say that also acknowledging that there's still reason to revisit them. If only for their historical value, and I would I would also extend that to Crash Bandicoot as well. Sure, the game itself might need to hold up, and if you're just looking for like a really, if you're just looking for like a really solid platform these days. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but if you want to see where Crash grew from, hey, absolutely, check it out. Mm. Yeah,
2: I mean, like Mario Sunshine has a ton of fans. A lot of people grew up with that game, um, and th- there's good things about it for sure. But I think pe- a lot of people know a lot of the Game Explain crew don't really like that game. Um, <laughs> And like, lately I've seen people saying that Mario 64 doesn't hold up, which is something I don't agree with. I, I play that game a lot still. I go back to it at least once a year. Um, and there's aspects that don't hold up, like the camera can be finicky. Um, I, I don't think every level is great. Um, but at the same time, I think as a whole, that game's still really good to me. So when I see people saying it doesn't hold up, um, like that doesn't really affect me. Because I, I I do- my, my opinion is um, what I hold as value over what other people think
1: oh yeah exactly and I, I i can't but wonder if i don't think this affects everyone but i wonder how many people played the wii u version of mario 64 and basing it on that which played terribly because of the input lag it had so i don't know if that's a factor or not maybe but maybe <laughs> yeah. I'm it
0: up. <laughs> but uh yeah uh i'll be the one reviewing crash and i i like crash so this will be fun <laughs>
2: now you're gonna give it a hate yeah i'm gonna play it's like
0: what the heck is this this isn't the crash i know not not having experienced uh you know crash of the uh, of the titans and all the later ones that people just don't like so Uh yeah anyway uh should i go next or do you want to john one, you go ahead Derek? All right, this comes from Becca who says, "Do you feel like core fans of consoles forget people aren't as involved as they are? I have never played a Pikmin game in my life and have no idea what the games are about, my only experience being from Smash. I am now an avid Switch gaming game owning. I'm now a- Hold on. I am now an avid Switch gamer <laughs> owning all but two of Nintendo's first party releases, but there are plenty like me who are still experiencing these Wii U ports for the first time." And yeah, Absolutely, the thing is, when you're on social media a lot or uh, forums, you're interacting with people who play these games the most, who are just as invested as you. uh, That you know, and it provides the illusion that everybody thinks this way, and you you get more involved. You get like, oh, just give me Pikmin four, not Pikmin three, and. To other people who have not experienced this, like you, it's like, oh, Pikmin 3, I've not tried this game before, and let's check it out. This could be really fun. I hear a lot of good things. So I I think it's that kind of insular uh, notion of Twitter, Facebook, forums, whatever. Uh, It's because you are... The super fans—you are the ones that really get involved in all this. And how dare somebody not be in this? Like, why aren't you? As, as why isn't everybody demanding that uh, you know Nintendo do better and just get Pikmin Four instead of worrying about a port or all these ports on the Switch? Or you know, why didn't Nintendo f- or Game Freak fix that tree? <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> By based on the sales of Sword and Shield, nobody really cares that much. <laughs> it's just you know you're in your own head and with like-minded people and it's easy to think everybody thinks that way
2: yeah and oftentimes the niche games have the louder crowds so um Pikmin's audience and like even like Xenoblade's audience uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 had a really loud following um uh, for it and it sold I think 2 million a bit over 2 million mm-hmm. which is really good for that kind of game um but it definitely doesn't reflect the amount of volume it had in comparison to a game like I don't know like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe <laughs> that game was of course, it's huge, but people weren't as hyped for it as, as let's say, Xenoblade, or at least they weren't as loud for it mm. because it's just more Mario Kart eight, which we've had for a long time now. Um, so there's definitely this feeling like the core fans probably do forget that everyone's not not as invested in a game as they are, and something they hold as the next big thing probably won't be as big as they think it will
1: be. Yep, yeah, you pretty much said it.
0: <laughs> all right, all right, nice and simple. That was a quick one. Thank you, Becca. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hi, right, John.
2: So uh, I'm sorry if I, I pronounced this wrong, but is it Mario Orca, Mario Ochoa, Orcha? Ochoa? I'm not sure. Is that well, like the say...
1: Twilight Princess bird?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: God. <laughs> God I'm <mean>, flashbacks <laughs> to those. Well, they say, "Hey guys, I wanted to know, excluding the Switch, what is your favorite portable console, and which ones were appeal- were most appealing to you when you were growing up?" I personally remember seeing the DS shown off at a GameStop with a demo of Metro Prime Hunters. The fluidity of the aiming controls felt next-gen for a portable platform, and I never had a problem with that game's controls in general. Thank you so much for all your content, and that's it. So Mario, that is a good question. Um, Excluding the Switch, so this is tough actually. Um, DS did have a huge jump, I'd say, uh, with with Nintendo's side at least. Uh, because we're going from 2D of the Game Boy, uh, refined 2D of the GBA, and then all of a sudden we have Mario 64 on a platform. Which I I have my thoughts about that game as a whole, but graphically, that felt crazy. And as you say, Metro Prime Hunters. Um, from a glance, that looks like Metro Prime. Like I remember seeing that shown off in screenshots. And I was like, "Whoa, it's Metro Prime on a handheld!" I and was we at, at E three. Not Metro Prime, but
1: I was at E three when that was revealed, and the crowd went nuts because it looked amazing on the screen.
2: Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. It really does look like a, um like a portable Metro Prime. Um. So I think the DS was one of the most exciting ones for me, actually, uh, especially coming off GBA, which was great. I, I love the GBA. But all things considered, that library was missing a few of the big hitters, um, specifically a Mario game. Like we had Mario vs. Donkey Kong and those advanced ports, and to me those advanced ports were new games because i they were basically my, my way of playing like Mario 3 and Mario 2 for the first time. Um, but having something brand new, like New Super Mario Bros., having that, that, that big um, cultural impact over that, like that felt like the first time, at least in Europe, because it's not really Nintendo Land. But in in Europe, it felt like that was when Nintendo really took over. Everyone had Mario. Everyone had Nintendocs. Um So I think that uh, the DS for me is one of the most versatile platforms they've had in a long time, and it's one one of the most memorable uh, transitions for me.
0: Mm. I mean, as far as uh, favorite portable console, I I kind of have to go to the DS because I'm like thinking over the consoles. I've you know had all the. Uh, more Nintendo ones, and I had a Game Gear growing up, and I had a PSP and I got a Vita, but I never really got as many games for those. Never really sat down and sat uh, played them. DS, I have a huge library of games. There are so many great games on the DS to experience, and just it, it it's probably up there as one of the best consoles of all time, it just it, even beyond portable. It's just really that good, with a lot of unique ideas. Uh, it felt a bit forced in the beginning, but when uh, companies started figuring out, like, what kind of levels of uh, you know gimmick, gimmickry they should have in relation to the touchscreen? Uh, it, it really upped the quality and made for something great. As far as my four favorite one growing up, I mean, it has to be the original Game Boy because I played that a ton on the on road trips mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I think I was a early teenager by the time Game Boy Advance came out, so there was really no other challengers. Yeah, I had a ga- I had a Game Gear, but I had four games for it, so it was not really a contender. It had to be the Game Boy.
2: Yeah. Uh, when I say DS, I mean DS Lite. I'm not yeah. talking about the one they launched with. I didn't- that, that was such a That was such a, a change for that platform. It, it, like I remember the DS came out and no one really batted an eye for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um it was when the Lite came along with with uh the 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 like a real first party games that's really when it took off.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't bother getting it until New Super Mario Brothers with DS Lite. Mhm.
1: Yeah, it's the original Game Boy for me. My interest in handheld gaming has been on a slide ever since probably the original platform, so that definitely affects my perception as well, but I love the original Game Boy. It was such a novel idea being able to play what seemed like console, like basically NES caliber games on the go anywhere with, in, with, with basically an insane battery life. And it had just a, it had a strong library of games that I still enjoy going back to, to these days, both games I'm familiar with as well as those who I may have missed. It wasn't until years later that I eventually finally got to play the Oracle games, um, which were technically Game Boy Color. And, uh, yeah, I had a, had a really good time with um, at least the one and a half of them that I played <laughs> before <laughs> uh-huh. it burned out. Um, yeah, no, it's the original, there was a magic to the original Game Boy that, haven't been, that no other port- portable system has since, Fully captured, and I don't think they could. It was just like the novelty of being able to play these games on the go anywhere, including like Mario, Tetris. You know, um, Don- mm. uh, if you include the Game Boy Color, Donkey Kong Country, um, Donkey Kong Land. Uh, so yeah, I I really enjoyed the platform um, and. Game Boy yeah. is fascinating
2: because hmm. there's there's a it, it, its life cycle was so long that um, it, was the, it was the it the system I grew up with. Even though I'm younger than you guys, <laughs> right. like Pokemon yeah. Pokemon Red and Blue was huge when um, when I was in school.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, the Game Boy so is yeah, basically on platform. death's door by the time Pokemon came out, and all of a sudden it just blew yeah. up. It, it Pokemon saved the Game Boy, I'd say.
1: Oh yeah, it totally did. Yeah, and in fact, I mean, Pokemon. Like, I, I love. I've said this before. I love the original Pokemon, but no other game sense has really caught my interest. And that's probably part of the reason why the Game Boy holds a special part, special place in my heart for me. Because yeah, that I associate all those positive Pokemon memories with it, and no other game sense has been able to capture it. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, good stuff though. Uh, is so you put Game Boy even as your favorite uh, portable console of all time, even above DS, Andre
1: i put it above Switch. Wow. <laughs> I don't even use a Switch as a portable platform. That is a good point. So, I barely
0: use that as a portable as well. <laughs> yeah. Unless I have to take I mean, a to trip around it and I once, to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I usually, once I got a Super Game Boy, that's how I usually played Game Boy games too <laughs> from that point. Uh, but that's because my interesting portable gaming had already started to slide by that point. But, nice. but I, I also didn't have a Super Game Boy, I think, until a few years after it even came out, so... Mm-hmm. And now I have a Super Game Boy 2, the uh, slightly superior Japanese version that never came yeah. out here. Nice.
0: Yeah, I never yeah. picked it didn't up the because the Super I'd...
2: Game Boy have. Oh, sorry, go uh, ahead. Dan. I
0: never picked up the Super Game Boy. One, because I didn't have a Super Nintendo. But even when I looked at it, I was like, that seems dumb. Why would I want to play a game that I want to take on portable at home? I just play my console. Because games. they're good games and you can play <laughs> on a Oh, I know TV that now. You can see it <laughs> I know that now, but at the time. <laughs> Wasn't
2: the uh, the clock speed of the Super Game Boy, like, wrong? point
1: six percent faster somewhere around there. So yeah. yeah, the games run slightly faster, almost imperceptibly faster, but they are slightly inaccurate. So which is Super Game Boy Two fixed. Um uh-huh. so it is slightly more accurate. Probably I think that is basically one of the most accurate ways to play Game Boy games, minus presumably the upcoming um or at least matched by the upcoming uh analog pocket.
0: Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Like the Game Boy the Game Boy Player on GameCube is good, but um the image quality isn't great. Mm-hmm.
1: It compresses. It well. Yeah, yeah, it's um, composite only, isn't it? Or, um, or compo- you can't can get
2: better out of a GameCube if I think you can use um SCART in uh, in Europe, which mm-hmm. gets pretty good image quality out. But the Game Boy Player disc is what compresses the the oh, most of the image right. quality of that. And I think there's homebrew to stop that, but um, so like, technically the actual hardware is good, but the software is what compresses everything.
0: Right. Mm, go figure. Uh, all right. Well, let's go ahead and get to our game for this week, which comes to us uh, thanks to Joe Kim. He says, Hey, Game Explain, I have a game idea for you. I don't remember this done before, but considering how often the price is right is mentioned in the podcast, I thought I'd create a price is right game based on video game items. I chose games that at least one Game Explain member has played. Sweet. So, okay. let's jump into this. So, number one, Resident Evil 4. How much does the, uh, does the Mine Thrower cost?
1: Oh my god! Ooh. John can go first.
0: Oh, I'm not sure. Um,
2: I'm trying to think what the going rate for, for weapons is in that game. Yeah, I I know think, I'm trying to remember too. Yeah.
1: For some reason, I'm screwed. I'll just go. I'll say twelve thousand. I'm pretty sure I'm way overshooting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
2: was picturing handguns as like twelve thousand. So I think I think this is like.
1: Oh man, maybe I undersold
0: it or yeah, undersold let's
2: let's it. say forty-five thousand.
0: I don't man. think it's that high. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say twenty-two thousand. All right. All right. It is 9800%. Uh, 9, we are all over. <laughs> wow. Oh,
1: that's what none of us went. That's right. Price is right rules. Price is right, right
0: rules. I could. Oh, man. I was I was going to go lower, but I'm like, uh, John threw me off just because of how high he went. I'm like, eh, maybe I'm yeah. off. Went off base. All right. Do not listen to John. Got it. <laughs> I was closest, right? I wasn't that You far were off, closest, right? but you went over. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm away. All right, Super Mario Odyssey. How much does the bridal gown cost? Oh my
1: god! Uh, it's actually tough is- remembering these economies. Like, what was the scale? I know. Yeah, I'm gonna say 2,500 coins. <laughs> Local th- coins, purple coins. I-, I remember.
2: I don't think you're far off. I'm, I'm pretty sure most outfits in Odyssey are like in the thousand or two thousand area. I think some go higher than um, that. I'll say two thousand exactly.
0: How much did you say, Andre?
1: Twelve hundred.
0: I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna be, use the prices, right rules one. to my advances advantage. Yep. Twenty-five hundred one. No, no, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna <laughs> say you can't do that. Four thousand, because that was the initial number I had in my head. Okay. All right. It is two thousand coins.
1: Yeah. Oh, John got it right on. Yep.
0: I would have lost anyway. I set the benchmark.
1: I set the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, that always felt like such a jerk move to do the two thousand one or whatever, or just
1: the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: when one dollar felt appropriate, I was like, you know what? Let's try it. <laughs> All yeah, right, keeping track of our scores. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. How much does an elixir cost? Considering we need you to lead us down. Yeah, What's the economy? F- I for? didn't buy Sim- crap in Sim- Symphony. Right. I bought weapons or other stuff. Stuff, and I'm notorious for not using my potions. So, <laughs> um, dollars five hundred.
2: Okay, one. so are they typically low then?
0: I not as much as weapons, but I forget. I guess I have no idea of the economy right. on this one. I'll go a thousand.
1: I'll go one. I'll go one. <laughs> what? I've, I've never played the game, so I'm going one. There you like, go. Cover my bases.
0: All right, it's eight thousand.
1: Dang.
0: Yeah, I yeah, I com- <laughs> completely forgot. As soon as I said, I was like, I'm probably way under on that one, but whatever. So John one, right? Yeah, John one. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right.
0: Sp- Doesn't feel good to win like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, Splatoon 2, the NZAP 83. How much does it cost? Uh,
1: 9,000. I'm trying to
2: remember what Splatoon's weapons are. Um, 4,000.
0: 6,000. It is 11,100. Yes! That's Andre Dang it. Nice. All right, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. How much does the Hylian Shield cost? Could you even buy that? I think I know this. I think I know. this
2: This, I'll, I'll, I'll let Derek go first. A thousand. Three thousand. I've bought. Oh, i bought man. this multiple times now because I keep breaking mine.
0: <laughs> Andre, I said four fifty. Okay. Yeah, three thousand. Dang. <laughs> Dang. All right. We're on twice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Kingdom Hearts three. A Kupo coin no idea <laughs> it's it's a thing that brings you back to life if you die but i didn't die that much because it wasn't that hard in normal mode
1: oh wait okay i i got this one it's one of itself it's a coin right so <laughs>
0: uh i'm gonna say a thousand money because that's the currency okay,
2: um, the okay. Currency? yeah M-U-
0: m-u-n-n-y <laughs> like honey for winnie the pooh oh wow yeah, I'm five hundred. Uh, seventeen. Seventeen? Hundred. hundred. All right, it is four hundred. Wow. Oh, how much did you say, Just no one get it then. Okay, okay. Oh, we're all over. All
2: right, Animal Crossing. You should have said is one, Andre. Yeah, <laughs> I know.
0: I mean, that's a funny thing with Koopa coins. Like you think you you think the revive item would be expensive, but I mean, you can only hold one, but it's oh, it cost four hundred. It's ridiculous. All right, mm. Animal Crossing New Horizons. How much do the KK songs cost?
2: I don't know. Um, I'll go uh, 5,000 bells.
1: 1,000 bells. (laughs) All right, I'm going to go 400. It is. That's quite low.
0: Yeah. How much did you say, John?
2: That's 5,000. It's
0: 3,200, so I actually get one. Not by much, but (laughs) I'm not that close, but at least I got it. All right, Dark Souls 3. The Firebomb, sold by Gre- Greirat. G-R-E-I-R-A-T.
2: Um, I don't really buy Firebombs. Um, I'm going to say it costs you a, a thousand souls.
1: Which game is this? Dark Souls? Dark Souls 3. Yeah. Oh, God. I never played it. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> One.
0: One soul. <laughs> <laughs> How much did you say, John? A thousand. I'll do eleven (laughs) hundred. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Fifty souls. (laughs) Andre gets it.
2: Yes. God damn it! (laughs) You you laughed at
0: my one. (laughs) Oh my god! All right. Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door. How much does a dizzy dial cost?
2: So this is a pretty low coin economy. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I'm going to go thirty coins.
2: I'll go fifty.
0: Six, six <laughs> coins. All right. Yep. Okay. Yep. Six coins. Yes.
1: <laughs> Did you know that one? No, I thought <laughs> for some reason I had seven in my head, and it just decided to go one lower than that. <laughs> <head,
0: so. laughs> go figure. Oh wow. Oh man. All
1: right. What's the score? Are we what is John still leading?
2: Yeah. I, um. So right now, actually, Andre, you're leading by one. You got what? four points. I've got three, and Derek has one. Woo.
1: I thought for sure we were. I thought at best we were tied.
0: All right. Not quite. Final Fantasy VII Remake, the healing materia. How much does it cost? Oh, God. I, they throw so many of that at you, I never bought them.
2: <laughs> I don't think it was much. I think it's like 500 gil.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right. I don't think we can both say it, but you, so you got it in. So I'm going to go 501 just because, well, 505, <laughs> <I'm not>. because... <laughs> 777. All right. I'm doomed. It's 600 gil. Oh. So you win then, Derek.
2: Yeah. You sniped me. I did snipe you, <laughs> but
0: I. But to be fair, I also thought it was five hundred. and I just can't choose the same number. <laughs> All right, Stardew Valley. How much do starfruit seeds cost?
2: I don't remember how much things cost in this game. Yeah, no, it's been a while since I played.
0: I'm going to say two hundred.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I've got no idea either. Um, two oh one. <laughs> Twenty five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, what's yours, Andre?
1: Twenty
0: five. Twenty-five, 25. alright. Just, just twenty five. Yep, just twenty five. Alright, it's four hundred. John gets it. Ah there and you got sniped back. <laughs> alright. Pokemon Sword and Shield, the revive.
2: Uh does this is this uh the same price in every store?
0: Yes, I think so. Okay. I wanna say it's six hundred. I might be wrong though. I can't. I can't remember for the life of me. I feel like I'm a little. One thousand
2: eight hundred pokey dollars. Oh man! All, all
0: right, right. Andre. F- fifty. Fifty. <laughs> 50 yeah, <laughs> it is. It's not. I can tell you, it's not fifty. <laughs> it is two thousand pokey dollars. I think I got that then. Yeah. All
2: right. Oh, jump all the head.
0: Last one. So. Yeah, what, so. so, so what,
2: okay, Andre. If you get this, then uh, we're drawing. And
0: there's yep. there is a bonus round. So all right, Banjo Tui, a jiggy at Pono's. Oh, I don't know. Banjatoui a jiggy who's what who? A jiggy at Pano's. <laughs> yeah, I
1: know that. Who's Pano? Pano
0: is that uh the rat guy from uh Jolly Roger Lagoon. The
2: rat he guy He runs the bar. I can't re- I can't remember
1: this. Wait, it's, it's been a long rat, time. Since wait, I played a rat too, guy runs a bar?
0: Or some sort of some po- a toad. Huh?
1: A toad runs a bar.
0: And ben, uh, was it a toad? I thought the toad was the okay. one you re- the girlfriend you rescued.
2: I'm Googling porno. Hopefully nothing bad comes up. <laughs> <laughs> he's, wait, he's, he's green, isn't oh, he? Oh, wait,
0: you're right. He's in a different thing. It's not in the bar. It's in the thing under the glass in the museum. It's still Jolly Roger Lagoon.
1: Okay, yeah, who are we talking about then? Are we talking... Porno's a rat
2: guy with a pirate hat on.
0: So I was right about the rat guy, just wrong about the location. So yeah, there's a store with a jiggy Can under look, a glass.
2: Do you have a link to that picture, John? Yeah. If you found him? Thanks. Yeah, post them in. I a have great to see. porno discovery.
1: <laughs> Here you go. He's a, he's in our, our prime channel. All right. Tr- oh my god! I don't remember. I barely remember this guy. I'm
0: trying to remember how much I paid.
1: What? You pay in notes?
0: No, there's a different currency. What I'll currency? say that. You pay in doubloons.
2: Oh. So there even- shouldn't be much. Yeah, it's
0: I think I'm gonna go oh, since I know you're the best. I'll go first, thinking because I'm not 100 percent positive on this one, but I'm gonna say five.
1: Oh, yeah, I was gonna. I had seven in mind, so I'll go seven. One. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it is twenty. Wow!
1: So, All right. oh, oh, so Andre,
2: Andre tied go. it up. Yep. All right, five on five, Andre. I
0: couldn't remember. I remember that being a lot of the balloons, but I couldn't remember exactly the 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 currency anyway bonus round what is the exact price of arcade arcade archives mario brothers in the united states first person to guess locks it in each person must guess differently. closest answer gets the point Arch- $6.99 4 what'd you say john $6.99 it is $7.99 oh nice so john wins it
1: yep. yeah good job john
2: I kind of knew that because I remember all the all the arcade classic games are at a flat rate, to, like, regardless of what game they are. Mm-hmm. So even Mario Brothers is pretty expensive.
1: That's pretty. I mean, you're still dealing with um, U.S. currency though, right? And you're used to. Uh, I
2: had to. Yeah. I had to go on the U.S. eShop a few times to get. <laughs> oh, uh, I Think Super Mario Brothers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> might have, might have been that versus Mario Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. 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 Well, that's it. So that was a fun game. I I, I sucked. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That was a, yeah, thanks for making it. That was actually really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Derek got two points. That's not too Woo.
0: bad. <laughs> two out of 13. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a failure. Anyway, <laughs> that about covers it for episode 201 of the Game Explained Real Talk podcast. So thank you all so much for listening each and every week. If you want to support the podcast, you can uh, support us over on Patreon. Get uh, these podcasts three days early every Friday, usually, uh, for $1 a month. And uh, get access to, uh, you know, have access to... Uh, our disc, uh, VIP Discord, as well as offer up questions and games like the ones we have here. And for an extra, uh, for five dollars a month, you can uh, join us for our game club uh, uh, tier and see those early, take part in exclusive streams, uh, get the finished version early, and uh, help vote for what we play next in it. So, yeah, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week for episode two hundred and two. Till then, bye.